0: Hello, you're listening to the Euro Trips Across the Pod NFL podcast for our New England Patriots season preview with Patriots fan Fred, who returns to the show. Hope you enjoy. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. We are here for another one of our season previews, Team 28 of 32. So we're close to the end now in the final stretch, but we are here for a new England Patriots season preview. So I've got with me a returning guest, someone we've not had on for quite a while, but we've got back with us. Fred, how are you? Very well, thank you, Andy. How about yourself? Yeah, not too bad. It's good to have you on. It's been a while, I think, since we last had you on. I know we had your voice note for the Super Bowl preview. Hmm. I want to say it was a week one of last season, it may be new last on. I'm not actually quite sure um, when you last on.
1: I think I came on. Yeah, I came on really, really early doors. I think I came on just after the Miami uh, Week One game, which obviously Miami mm. won sadly um, last year. <laughs> and then uh, I think I might have come on in the middle of the season as well, but I, I could be. I could be wrong with that. But I've
0: got a feeling I came on uh, middle of the season. I'd I need to um, go back in the archive and try to find out. I think, about you may well have been on this season It's um, all a bit of a blur that whole season. So, um, because since, <laughs> since you last came on, you've had a kid since. So, congratulations for all that. Thank you very How's much. that all going?
1: Yeah, very well. Yeah, so constantly busy uh, because they just need feeding, it's either feeding or crying all the time. But
0: but no, it's really, really good fun. Really good. Great stuff. Well, look forward to having you on again during the season at some point. Um, But of course, going into Patriots, which is why we're here, uh, Mm -hmm. we'll go through the main ins and out. And apologies if I've missed anyone that has come in and out. But the main ins include Devontae Parker, uh, also Dribble Peppers, Ty Montgomery and Mark Wilson in a trade involving Chase Winovich. Other outs include James White uh, to retirement, as well as people like Jared Stittam, Carl Van Noy, Nikhil Harry, Shaq Mason, uh, as well as um, Brandon Bolden. And then you re-sign people such as Jawan Bentley, Trent Brown, and Nick Falk. In terms of the draft, uh, the main sort of incomings include Cole Strange, 29th overall, Tyquan Thornton, 50th overall, Baby Zap. 137th overall, and then the player I was actually a big fan of looking at his tape when I did some research before the draft in Pierre Strong, running back, who came out 127th overall.
1: Mm.
0: So, Fred, as a Patriots fan, how have you found your team's off-season as a whole?
1: Yeah, I'll start with the draft. I mean, I think from a draft perspective, the Cole Strange pick proved that, you know, Bill's going to do what Bill wants to do. Um, To be perfectly honest with you, um, because, you know, pardon the phrase, but, you know, it probably is a bit of an odd pick I was going to say strange pick, but I corrected myself. Bit of a bit of an odd pick, um, you know, for a first-round pick. We traded back as well. I mean, you know, I don't. It's very different to last year because if you look at last year's draft, obviously it was very QB heavy. A lot of really talented QBs in there, and the Patriots needed a QB. I think the Patriots need a few more things across the board this time. It's a little bit tricky, um, I think, going into this draft because every year and year it seems like the Patriots always need wide receivers. Uh, I think they had a fairly strong running back room, and that's been shuffled, uh, shuffled around. You mentioned Pierre Strong. I think he adds to that. It's, you know, it is, it's quite good. So I was actually a little bit disappointed to lose Brendan Bolden. Not that he gets you know, much, you know many uh, many snaps to be perfectly honest with you, but he um you know he tends to deliver actually when when he when he gets a go, and obviously along with more Stevenson and Damien Harris, I think you know he had had a, quite a good thing going there. So I think they must have reasonably high hopes for Pierre Strong, um, Taquan Thornton. Obviously, he's now having surgery on his clavicle, isn't he? And He'll be out for the next six weeks. And that's a bit disappointing because I think from a Patriots point of view, and I can't quite remember the exact stats on this, but um, since 2013, I think they've only got 1,800 yards out, something some 1,850 yards maybe out of any wide receiver they've drafted prior to the um, prior to the last season, actually. So, obviously, it's got, probably got a few more yards. Um, last year, but, but they a horrendous record with drafting wide receivers, you know, all the wide receivers who do okay with the Patriots, tend to be people they bring in. Um, so obviously with, you know, with McDaniel gone, I was quite interested to see if things, you know, may change, uh, but again, off the pitch, maybe, you know, you've got uh, a very defensively minded, offensive coaching set up there, with Matt Patricia coming in, um, and obviously bringing the special teams uh, coordinator as well to coach the, the offence as well. It, it's an interesting one. I think it sort of spirals as well, to be perfectly honest with you. You probably tell um, with what I'm saying. Obviously, we brought in a couple of cornerbacks um, in the draft. There was no apparent replacement for JC Jackson, which is a bit disappointing. It was obviously disappointing he had to go. But again, the, the cap squeeze this year leaves the Patriots in a funny place. I alluded to the fact I felt there's actually quite a few holes in the roster this year. I think ultimately it was a draft for the future, um, and then next year when the, when the cap squeeze alleviates a little bit, um, I think they'll have more sort of space to do things and in, 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 um, in free agency. Um, not that the free agency was too bad. I think you know, Devontae Parker made a lot of sense. Um, Duane Bentley again, another another player that made a lot of sense. As with Trent Brown, we, knew we need we desperately needed um, an offensive uh, offensive tackle there, so it's just sad to see, sad to see James White go, but obviously again, makes a lot of sense because he's another one who, you know, just injury wise and you're not, not being with it. Um, sadly, uh, you know, to the level that you'd want him to be. Um, I think Nick Fault makes a lot of sense in it with math. Yeah. later again, Hoyer staying on. So it's not fascinating. I think, to be honest with you, um, Malcolm Butler's just uh, one for the one for the memory books, I guess really, and one for the to say, but he's better than that. I'm being a bit mean, but again, I think with a lot of Patriots supporters very happy to have him back in the dressing room. But yeah, I'm not I'm not enamoured with what we've done. I'm not too disappointed either, I'm reasonably realistic, I think.
0: Yeah, I think it's been definitely not the one he wanted, but I wanted to ask you that, about that because um, obviously you've seen a lot of teams in the AFC have improved their team, so you know, the likes of mm-hmm. um, obviously everyone knows Russell Wilson joined the Denver Broncos, Avante Adams joined the Raiders, um, JC Jackson left the Patriots to join the Chargers as well as Khalil Mack joining the Chargers. We've mm-hmm. obviously got Tyree Kill now as well as other players. You know, I know the, the Bengals have incredibly increased their offensive line. So does that sort solve- of... Because obviously Devontae Parker is your main's offensive weapon, and that's a worry for me because I know firsthand that he's not part from one year; he's never really stayed on the on the field for, yep. for the whole season. So I think does that sort of lack of activity your end and the activity we see from other teams in the conference worry you in terms of the season going ahead and your chances of making the playoffs?
1: In terms of the season, certainly. I mean, I've done a lot of reading again today, and there's still this expectation of the Patriots expect player of football. I'm not sure how realistic that is. I do have concerns about the offensive line, um, which we'll come through a bit later on. But yeah, you mentioned the strengthening that other teams do. I think using Miami, I think Miami are a really good example. Um they've got I've always said for the last couple of years now they've had some elite defensive pieces, some really good defensive pieces. I'm um, not anti tour, but I'm not sold on tour, but Tyreek Hill, you know, if anyone's gonna bring the best out of anyone it's gonna be Tyreek Hill, isn't it really? Um, the cheetah, you know, just so quick and um, I think just from a purely and even an AFC East perspective, the Bills the Bills are still the best team in that, yeah, you know, in that mm-hmm. um to be perfectly honest with you. But Miami now you'd expect to you know you expect Miami now have the capability to go and beat the Bills. I think probably before realistically they didn't. So you know you could even find potentially Miami competing with them. I know the Patriots beat the Bills last year. That was a coaching masterclass, and obviously we've seen Belichick do it time and time again. I guess with the coaching masterclass, but ability-wise, the players don't stand up to the bills. Um, I think Hill probably just creates a bit of separation between Miami and the New England Patriots as well. The Patriots don't really, for me, have the weapons to hurt people. I think you look at how the Patriots hurt people last year. It was actually through strong defensive play, JC Jackson interceptions, and um, their pick sixes, and all this sort of stuff. that has been tarnished. Yeah, that ability to do that has been tarnished this year. I think probably fair to say. I don't think I'm out of in, in saying that. Um, in a weird way, I think it's going to be a rebuild year for the Patriots. Um, not that you know, not that they're in a disastrous place. To be perfectly honest with you, but you know, you mentioned the strength and depth that other teams have in the AFC, um, and I don't see the Patriots having that. But again, you've probably got the best coach to ever coach a football team ever. So. You know, I guess they have that trump card, but um, my expectations aren't terribly high this year. To be perfectly straight with you,
0: yeah, I think that is the one thing that you guys have in your favor is the fact that you got Belichick. I think if it was, I know he just reached the Super Bowl, but I think if you had Zach Taylor, you wouldn't be getting as many wins. If you had even even Matt Lafleur, I think. Belchek is that good. I think that he he's all there was it the 2020 season where he got seven, eight wins with that team was I think that was mm. one of his best ever coaching jobs with the Patriots. So I think I think that's the one thing you have in your favour is that whilst, you know, there's a lot of teams improving, Denver's got a new coach, we've got a new head coach, the Raiders have got a new head coach, and There's a lot of teams, even though they've added well, they've all got new head coaches, and no one knows if they will be a success. I think Bill Petrek knows the NFL inside out also they've reached the playoffs in most seasons under his under his head coaching spell. And I think as well one thing we mentioned Devontae Parker, I think the one thing that will suit him, I think, will be the fact that Dan Cech, like Pep Guardian likes to rotate his players. So I think we see the likes of we'll see the likes of Kendrick Bourne, Myers, Devontae Parker all probably sharing reps. And the same thing goes for the running backs, Ramondre Stevenson and um literally Damien Harris, uh, I think he'll do the same thing with that, which affects my fancy because I've picked J. Stevenson in a lot of my teams. <laughs> um, but I think Bill Belichick, that's the one thing you've got is him. And I think if you're going to make the playoffs, it's not down to defence or offence to a certain extent, it's down to Bill, mm. Be- Bill Belichick. And I think he is a massive part of that. But I want to ask you as well about Mac Jones because he had a great rookie year, by far the best rookie quarterback last year. Not that it was much of a contest, but... <laughs> He there's been concerns coming out of camp recently about his performances. A lot of people are saying he might regress. A lot of the media and fans, and it's been talking off in the offseason about him struggling and not looking as good. Um, what are your thoughts on Mac Jones going into his sophomore year?
1: It's interesting. I, I pulled up some stats on last year's and this year's uh, preseason just to get a bit of a comparison. I think you look at last year's um, just in general before coming to actually going for the stat side of things. He's clearly a very focused individual. I think he had to do a sensible job to win the jersey from Newton because I think we all know what Cam Newton isn't capable of anymore and what he the mistakes he may make. I think you look at you know, going to the stats now, last year made no interceptions at all. Um, Obviously, took a lot of snaps um, last year in pre season as well. I had 97. 0.4 0.4 passer rating and 388 passing yards, although I don't think he got any touchdowns uh, in preseason last year. So, but again, I, I don't think the Patriots were too bothered by that with the strong running back room. They were looking for someone who didn't make mistakes. So, to answer your question in a bit more uh, regarding this year, um, I mean, you know, he's only thrown the ball 21 times, I guess, in preseason. I think when you're the starting QB, you don't tend to throw the ball a lot in, a lot in preseason. Uh, I will come on to the training camp aspect as well, but you know, he completed 13 of 21 passes, 132 yards and one interception. Um, it's a different feel, I guess, for him this year because he's not going in having, having thrown the ball a lot in, in a game situation. I think building up to the pre-season, I guess in the, the off-season or the pre-pre-season, however you look at it, you know, his conditioning you know, has improved massively. Um, i think his arm strength is good it, the early reports from training camp were actually overwhelmingly positive saying look there you know, is a man who's turning into a man and turning into a leader um however you look at those last couple of weeks it, well, i think probably from the beginning of august onwards even mac himself came out three weeks ago and said look you know this isn't you know this isn't the preseason i want either you know i'm quite aware I'm struggling in certain areas i think there's been a few heated exchanges uh particularly with the week they had with the panthers the training week there um Matt was accused of because uh, no one's quite got a video on this I mean people got videos of the scuffles Matt was accused of like, landing a couple of punches I don't really know how true um, how true that is because I've not seen the video to suggest he has um, but you know it was a very heated training week I don't think everything's probably quite as rosy as they'd like it to be um, and like I said you know, I said earlier on I think the offensive line is weaker this year I don't think he's quite going to get the protection and the time he got last year I think when Matt James was very, very good was when the offensive line um, looked after him. And you, I guess you can say it to a degree about any quarterback, but it was actually, he made a very, very limited number of mistakes when the offensive line held. I think you look at the first team last year to get after him uh, were the Saints and that they you know, that they made him look foolish. The offensive line came back, Matt came back and they looked good for a few weeks. Then towards the end of the season last year again, few offensive line injuries, Matt got exposed a little bit. Um, with the holes in that offensive line. So, it's going to be an interesting one. I think it boils down to a couple of things. Um, really, the expectations there now of him and the, the weaker offensive line. So, yeah, I think pre-season is important. Uh, obviously, he hasn't had the greatest pre-season. He's come out and said that himself. Um, but I do think the issues run a little bit, uh, potentially run a little bit deeper. Hopefully, I've got this all wrong. But um, look, I think it will be fine in the long run. But I do think it's going to be a very challenging first few weeks for him and he's got a lot to almost a lot to prove again because he did so well last year
0: yeah definitely that's been sort of the theme of his time in the NFL was that when he came in of course there was a lot of talk pre-jap that he's going to go third overall to the 49ers a lot of people were saying "That'll, that'll be a reach that'll be sort of he's not quite going to be third and then goes to the Patriots sort of has a really good year where not many people expected it, and then this year again, I think it's going to be the same thing again. Can he reproduce, Can he carry on? I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think it would be really interesting to see how he does because he's quite a likable man. I mean, I've seen him interviewed; mm. he's quite a funny guy. Um, seems to have a lot of personality as well. So, I I think he. I, I was really impressed last year. I think whilst he wasn't like. Oh my god, like, like Pat Mahomes' first year, that sort of level. But I don't think he was also very solid, very reliable. Um, and I think that this year he can, I think he can uh, He can get better, but I think there's also a very big risk that he could go down depending on. I think it's also down to that. Co- I think the conference improving so much, I think that's a massive help in that sense as well for them. So I, I guess we'll find out in the season what happens yes. to Matt
1: Jones. He- Steep learning curve, I think this year. Not, a, you know, no disrespect about Jones at all. Well, I think he's absolutely great. I'm so glad he's our quarterback. But I mean, there's a really steep learning curve. You know, if, if I'm reading the situation right, um, and you know, I'm, all, I'm obviously I want him to do very well in those first eight weeks, and all the Patriots to win all eight weeks. but I'm not, not a fool either. And I think, you know, it's, it's how he comes, how good he is in that second half of this season, I think, it probably determines the journey he goes on, uh, probably for the next couple of years. If I'm honest with you, I'm not going to be cry too many tears if if the first few weeks don't go right I, like i said i think there's a few things that are going to be very difficult and things that are going to be against him a little bit um, not to offer up excuses before the ball is thrown but you know i think I'm, I'm reasonably realistic on that front but you know if he comes good that second half of this year and those issues still exist but he improves with that then i, I think you you know then you've got somebody who's going to be your franchise quarterback for a long time i think it's going to be a very different year for mac but hope, you know he's got all the ability like i said to play like well hopefully he comes out on top
0: Yeah, and you mentioned then our last six, seven games is absolutely brutal. That end of the season is brutal. But we'll get into that now. Um, Obviously, this is the final segment of the podcast. We do it with every guest. Give them a chance to predict their team's record for the end of the season. So, week one is once again against the Dolphins, which seems to be the theme of the last three years uh, in Miami. How are you seeing this one? Oh, we usually lose this game, don't we? I
1: think we lost the last... The last two years, so I'm gonna go. Uh, Dolphins win badly.
0: Hey, okay. it's a good start. It's <laughs> <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why recently this has been a tremendous. Like the last the three years in a row, we've had we've had mm. you guys the first week and last week, I think as well, haven't we? Uh, yeah, of, that's what uh, like the I last. Well. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, I think this year is different. But yeah, I, I don't know why they keep having us to play in the first game, but they seem well, like it seems to
1: like it. I remember the the rugby play you guys did. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was caught. I don't know who's caught back? I can't remember now. Tannehill maybe still. And uh, you guys were sort of four seconds to go, six seconds to go. You had the ball, thinking you're you know, and you're 33 or something, and basically chucked it around like a rugby ball. And ah, um, uh, the
0: Mami Miracle.
1: Yeah, that's it. Robert Gronkowski was deep, and uh, obviously he's not the quickest man in the world. So I think as soon as they saw Rob Gronkowski, I thought, I'd run around him. I will watch that sometimes to uh, to depress myself. <laughs> so, uh, <yeah. laughs>
0: That sounds like torture, to be honest.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know why i do it, really. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but Gronk didn't have the angle. Just If anyone didn't realise, he didn't have the angle. Uh, no. <laughs> Week two is another road game. This time against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I do fancy the Patriots
1: to come out top on this one. I, I think Steelers are in a funny place. I don't think that will be a high score in the fair, but
0: um, yeah, I do fancy it to win that. Okay. Week thirteen against whom I think personally is the biggest dark horse in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens.
1: See, again, I'm going to surprise you here. I, I think we're going uh, to win this one. Actually, I think, Hey. Um, okay. offensively, we're I think, we, we've been, yeah, I think we're too well organized for the, the Ravens. Um, yeah, and and the way Lamar Jackson plays.
0: All right, going into week four, back on the road, but this time Lambeau Field against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Packers on this one. 2-2, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, kind of Quite a respectable start of the season. I mean, that's quite not a bad start, especially, you know, but Vecic always goes on about September being the off, being like a pre-season. So I think he'll be happy with that. And I imagine you guys will be as well, especially with the teams you've played these first four weeks. Uh, week five is a home game against the Detroit Lions. See, I love the Lions. Mm. Um...
1: I think everyone, Dan Campbell was such a surprise. I didn't think I'd like him at all when he, you know, he was talking about biting people's kneecaps pre-season. But that team was so likeable for a lack of talent um, bar a couple of pieces. That said, I, I think we'll come out on top and win that.
0: Have you watched Hard Knocks?
1: No, I haven't. That is on my two-watch list. Ah, yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. Uh, yeah,
0: I mean, I imagine that's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. I mean, actually, the yeah, it, I can't say much wrong. I mean, I very rarely, I, I watch Hard Knocks. I've never really seen a head coach you know they have like the intro to the Hard Knocks. He's in the intro, uh, which I never seen the head coach before. He's that big of a he's that big of a name. I think now. I think he's that likable, and he's just absolutely box office. He's, I think, he, I mean, I, I think everyone like myself fell in love with him last season. Um, Ooh. you saw his like post match team talks in, in the locker room and all that, and I think going into this. You just can't like what Levim and they every every time they do like something fun near the stand up comic last time out they had before that they <laughs> had people doing karaoke and stuff. I think there's a really good team ethic there and I I really am big on the lions. I think they could be a sleeper team for this year. Week six. It's a rose game against the one of the most biggest talking points of the off season in teams wise, the sleeping Browns. Yes, I think
1: we'll be alright against the Browns. I think oh, I was. I mean, my empathy or well, anyone's sympathy or, or like that, any likability that organisation had, which I think was actually quite a lot before this whole affair, um, is zero. And I think obviously they Jacoby Brissett now, um, who didn't set the world alight when he took over for Tour last year when Tour was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, he has got pieces to throw to, I guess probably slightly better pieces than maybe what he had with injuries at Miami last year. Uh, that said, he's still got to go and do it, and I think he's got a bit of a liability, throws interceptions, and the Patriots will settle well for him, so I think the Patriots will win that.
0: Yeah, for me, I think they've handled it completely the wrong way. I mean, I'm tired of talking about him, I've talked about him a lot, and I'm really tired <laughs> of saying his name, because it's just been, how they've organ- handled that situation, and the thing that got me the most, I mean, firstly, um, you know, this guy's changed story every the week, and also, the one I got me the most was actually Jim Haslam. The fact mm-hmm. that he... His defense, the whole thing was that he's a good quarterback. It was just for me, and I think, I think the, I think I used to actually quite like the Browns, and I was really cheering for them when he that Chiefs game when Chad Henney came in. I was really rooting mm. for the Browns, even though my favorite way, player yeah. that is not the Dolphin, is Patrick Mahomes. Um, I actually was really rooting for the Browns because it's been so long for them, and now my thought on the Browns has completely gone down to zero, like you said. And I actually, at the point now, I actually want them to lose every game, which I don't really like seen nice. teams do I don't really have hatred for many teams but I think the brands whilst this whole thing is going on I, I can't really support them going into this year and maybe next year and years beyond as well
1: and I think you feel, you've got to feel sorry for that fan base because they haven't asked for any of this you know what I mean and they're getting a lot of hate understandably uh, not, not so much me but you know the organization's getting a lot of hate understandably and like you know okay, I do get the whole until proven guilty and all this sort of situation but I mean a lot of people have been paid off there's a lot of accusations I think mm-hmm. one accusation is very different. You look at the Callum Harriet case today, completely different. Being acquitted, one accusation, 19, or, or I think it's actually grown to past 24 now, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it's unlikely to be a,
0: for instance. Yeah, it makes you feel even more guilty because last season I was banging on the drum all year long about getting him in, trading for him. And now I'm so glad we didn't because that would have been a mm-hmm. massive media circus around us which we didn't want. And actually what struck, what struck me actually quite hard is when that whole thing with Jimmy Haslam was going on, I can't think who the player was now. There's a player who was in the middle of this and that player didn't ask any of this. That player wasn't the one who traded for them. That player wasn't the one making the decision in the front office. They were just playing as part of the team and I, I can't think who it was now. But that player, to be drawn into that and have to be involved in that sort of discussions just make this, I just felt so sorry for that guy as well because that guy did not ask for it at all. Mm. Um, so yeah, not a good look for that team. Uh, week eight, or sorry, week seven, I should say, is a home to the Chicago Bears.
1: Yeah, again, I think um Bears are improving. I think the field, uh, I yeah, it's interesting how, how together that offensive line is. I think there were times still to finish through his life last year. Um, again I think it's one of those uh, I'm going to start really positive with the Patriots it does change um, but I'm going to go yeah, another Patriots win on this one
0: Okay and then week 8 is the, a road trip at the New York Giants the no, New York Jets Sorry, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind playing any of the New York teams um, again <laughs> oof,
1: what, Zach Wilson should be back by then shouldn't he um, which is probably advantage Patriots um, if I'm perfectly honest with you um, again, I can't see a world where the Jets beat the Patriots regardless of how strong the Patriots are at this present
0: time Okay, and then week nine, it's a home game against one of your rivals in the Indianapolis Colts mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, this is where I'll probably get a bit less positive I think that'd be a Colts <laughs> uh, Colts are in a really, really good place no not a slight on the Patriots um, Yeah, the Colts are in a good place I think Matt Ryan's going to be really interesting I, it's probably the move me that it would be nice to see him not necessarily for the Colts but you know sort of maybe two years ago. Um he's probably not quite at the level he was, but you think he'd be at a good enough level
0: um to to produce for them with what they've got there. Yeah, but I think comeback player of the year I think he could be a candidate for that. Um week ten is a bye week, so week eleven is a home game once again against the Jets.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, my thoughts and feelings haven't haven't changed in the last thirty seconds on this
0: one. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Patriots again on this one. Okay, and then this is where it gets difficult. Week twelve <laughs> on the road to the Minnesota Vikings.
1: <sighs> it's tricky because this is the point the Vikings you start to bottle things. Um, so are they going to be any better this year? I think. I'm gonna go patriots because the Patriots will be coming off the back of about sort of five wins in the last six mm. um and I, I just think that the Vikings they just tend to come apart towards the mid or end the middle of the season um so I'm, I'm gonna play on uh
0: play on past experience and hope for the best. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, I think they could they're, they're, I find them such an interesting team. I think they're gonna be a one to watch this year potentially. Um Week thirteen is your first meeting with the Buffalo Bills. Your first game against them is at home.
1: Oh I mean, yeah, at the moment I'd be silly to sort of say anything but a Bills a Bills. Well, I know we did. Uh well we lost them home, didn't we? we beat them on uh, on the road last um last season, but Again, the Patriots have regressed slightly. I don't think the Bills have got any better or any worse. Um, I think they're in pretty
0: much exactly the same place, if I'm honest. So, I'm um, so go Bills win. Okay, and then week 14, on the road against the Cardinals. Sadly, I'm going to go Cardinals win. Okay, uh, week 15, once again on the road, this time against the Las Vegas Raiders.
1: It's <sighs> Josh McDaniel. Paul, um, cool,
0: yeah. Um,
1: I like the Raiders, I liked the Raiders last year, I felt things didn't quite work out for them the way I wanted it uh, there was a lot that went on last year I think you're going to see a really, really good Raiders organisation this year I think you've got a very level-headed coach um, mm-hmm. Just there's a snippet I guess we've got a little, little bit of time so there's a snippet, I think just look at the way he progressed Mac Jones' playbook throughout the year I think he's uh, working worked with Derek Carno he's obviously a lot more experienced as a quarterback but he, well, I guess he's working with the whole you know, head coach, now, he? but I think um, you know he knows all about handling progression, handling situations correctly. I think you know very strong raiders, um, but simply because, and this is a real punt, but I, I don't want to sort of say the Patriots are going to lose six in a row at the end of the year. I'm going to go Patriots win. I think Billercheck will know all about McDaniel's and how he's going to set that team up. So I'm going to, oh, on the side of
0: positivity,
1: and, and go Patriots before we come on to the Bengals, Dolphins, and Bills.
0: <laughs> yeah, and those are the last three games, of course. Bengals are home, Dolphins are home, and then the Bills away. Um, in terms of the last three games, how many wins of those do you think your team will get? I'm going to go with zero. Okay.
1: The Bengals are in a very. Bengals obviously just come back of a CFL win. They've still got all the great pieces um, they had last year, and you know they're actually an organisation, bizarrely, for CFL winners who have a lot of room for improvement as well. That's not a slight. Um, but Joe is obviously only really I'd say, say year two last year he was really year 1.5 really, he missed most of the year or half the year didn't he uh, Jamal Chase was year one last year and yeah. they're two of the yeah. best pieces they have already who can really only improve from there unless they go off the rails I guess really um, and you know defensively they do need to be better but they've addressed some of those issues so uh, Bengals look good Miami were covered already and, and Bills yeah I think Bills are in a
0: any good place again yeah, I think for me they are one of the favourites to win the whole thing. Um, but that does mean your record, in the end, prediction, is an 8-9 and nine record, which is, oh. I think, I won't say is in the top five, I need to double check. It's not, not, not the worst record we've seen. We've seen, I think, there's been a six-win season prediction and a couple of five-win seasons, but 8-9, and nine, that's, you were thinking, unless something goes horribly wrong in the AFC, that's not going to get into the playoffs. Um, mm. In terms of Obviously, the drafts you wouldn't get a high pick, or low pick in the first round. Um, I, re- I realize it's way early on, but with, with any, any particular position, you'd want to draft going into next year. With that, what well, you imagine be probably the fifteenth, sixteenth pick in the draft. Yeah, um, I, I guess really again, I,
1: wide receiver. I think you know we're still lacking in the wide receiver. we been lacking there for a long time. As I sort of alluded to earlier, we don't do particularly well drafting wide receivers, but things might be a little bit different now. Josh Daniels, who's an excellent, excellent offensive coach, um, has gone. You know, I don't know how much bearing that will have. I think ultimately, though, you know, that, that's always my first hunch with the Patriots is that we're always team a wide receiver or two short. Sure.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's definitely been an issue for Bill Tech T- for a long time. Um, but that is the conclusion of our New England Patriots season preview so thank you once again Fred for coming on no, can't really enjoy it, no it was good stuff just to mind everybody listening we are moving to a new platform so do keep an eye out for that we're doing all our predictions season previews still on this platform when we do our when we drop our season preview and prediction episode this will go our new platform but we will keep all the episodes from last season and this off season on this platform but do keep out for that And check it out when the new season comes. We'll have content every week, potentially two episodes a week uh, one reviewing the action and one previewing the games to come. Uh, But that has been the podcast. I've been Andy, this has been Fred, and we will see you guys for our next season preview.